Welcome everyone to this week's Global Intelligence Update and we've got a special guest as always. This time we've got Philippe Couchard in a who is an award-winning international industrial designer with over 30 years of experience in the industry. He has launched numerous successful products, a feat which is also held by his background in mechanical engineering. In 2023, he founded his Melbourne design studio, D2 Design and Development. Philippe is also the founder of CableStop, a cable management device which was successfully funded on Kickstarter. Overall, Philippe's design has helped to reach over $200 million in revenue. Philippe's vision is to help change the way we produce and consume things by designing purposeful products and companies, ultimately for the triple bottom line, which is profitability, environmental sustainability, and social responsibility. Philippe is passionate about making a positive difference in the world throughout his work as a designer through sharing his ideas as a professional speaker. On a, on a personal side, Philippe has been practicing meditation for over 30 years and has attended many retreats with more than 30 meditation masters from different traditions and enjoys sharing his experience with others who have the interest in mindfulness. Wow, Philippe, what an introduction. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm going to start by sharing my screen and hopefully everyone can see that. Um, give it a thumbs up if you, yeah. Perfect. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. So um, <clears throat> today we're going to have a rather short presentation, but I'd like to have um, this presentation slightly interactive. I'm going to ask for your feedback, maybe in a chat if you um, would like to um, to do so. So the idea is to talk about innovation and, and what problem do you solve? So first of all, uh, I want to say bonjour to you, because as you can tell, uh, I have a bit of an accent. And yes, I'm French, and I can't get rid of my French accent. So please bear with me during this presentation. So what problem do you solve? And I would like to start with some form of definition of innovation. And for me, innovation is an output. So it's something that is the result of a thought process and something that is kind of tangible that people can use. So if you look at um, different definition of innovation, um, and there are many out there, but there's a sense of novelty. So it has to be somehow new, and it's usually built on the shoulders of giants, of course, but it has some novel aspect to it. The other thing about innovation, it has a, a practical uh, application to it. It's just not something that sits in your mind. It has to benefit people, and it has to provide some kind of value to the audience. And the big question is, where, where does innovation is coming from? And how do you nurture that? So innovation comes from creativity. So now, well, we probably need to think and define what is creativity. And <clears throat> creativity is a world of ideas. And very often, it can be tangible, but very often, the creative process can be intangible. So you have all these um, uh, thought process. Oh, hello from Scotland. Uh, you have all these uh, thought process that can or cannot be uh, um, in a realm of creativity. And, and sometimes you can say that your creative output is tangible, like an art form or something. And sometimes the creative uh, output is intangible. So that's a bit, um, a bit of a difference with 
uh, innovation, which is very often the tangible aspect of it. But where creativity is rooted? Well, it's rooted in imagination. So, well, of course, we need to have a look at what that is. So, what is the definition of imagination? Um, it's in the realm of the mental image. It's definitely intangible. And the beauty of imagination is that it can be limitless. So um, you can imagine something like, I don't know, a, a blue desk or a green desk. Like that's very easy to imagine because it, it feels very tangible. But you can imagine things that are not really in our realm. So if you want to imagine a red cloud, for example, in the sky, you can. There's nothing preventing you to do that. It's just in your mind, it's just a thought process in your mind. So if you want to have the output of innovation in your consulting, in your business and everything, what you need to do is uh, nurture creativity and nurture imagination. So if you want to nurture imagination, because it's a thought process and everything, everything that relates to um, that, that field is, is something that you can do, like you know, reading books, science fiction, or you know, building this mental image in your mind. Um, but if you want to have uh, a bit of um, a bit of a play with creativity, uh, one thing I suggest to uh, my clients or the people I mentor is to start playing in a different field. So, for example, <clears throat> what I like to do is be creative in the kitchen, uh, and there are a number of reasons for that. First, it's it's available pretty much to anyone. Anyone has some form of a kitchen and you know, a couple of um, fruit and vegetables to play with and do something with. So because it's available, you're more keen to um, to start something. The other thing is it's out of your professional realm. It's very hard to be, if your innovation muscle or creative muscle is not is a bit weak or not strengthened and haven't played with it, it's quite hard to dive into your own field of work and try to be creative from that. It's It's better to um, work the muscle in a different field and then apply what you learn in your own field. So if you create with uh, food, first it's quite pleasant. And the other thing is quite rare that you cook something that will be, let's say, disgusting enough so that you can't even eat it. Um, very often it could be a bit bland or it could be too spicy or something, but usually you can do something out of it. And one of the reasons that I advise about you know, this creative food process uh, is because the failure rate is lower than in any other process. So it gives you confidence. So a bit of an innovation summary. It starts with imagination. If you nurture imagination, you have more creativity. If you have more creativity, then you have something more tangible, which is the innovation that you have. Now I'm going to ask you a question. I would like you to answer in the chat and tell me what problem do you solve? So if you would like to put that in a, in a chat <clears throat> and you need to put that in six words or less. So I'm going to give you a few seconds in order to answer this one.
Very good. So I have one answer, which says my product prevent infection and hospitalization. Very good. So that's a problem you solve. You create resilience through preparing and responding and recovering. Thank you, Dave. And you help women create epic relationships. Thank you, Cass. That's fant yeah, fantastic. Love that. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the problem you solve, and I'm going to link that with innovation a bit later down the track. I want to talk about what I call the curse of the expert. When you're an expert in a field, your tendency is to come up with the answer immediately and the solution or your product immediately. Um, so in a nutshell, you know, if you hammer, everything is a nail. That's a bit, it's, it's a bit something like this. And <clears throat> what, what's happening is you're so used and you're so good in your field that you know, you, you see um, a situation, you see a client, you see a, a company or business, and in just sometimes a few minutes, you're able to see exactly what's going on and you know which pills, so to speak, they're supposed to take in order to solve their problem. That's the kind of eagle eye view. You know, eagles, they can fly really, really high and they can see a mouse in a field like, you know, 15 kilometers away. That's their gift. And in the same way, your gift as an expert is to do the same, is to have that, that vision and see exactly where you want to go. So <clears throat> the problem is from the other side of the table, which is your client perspective, um, if you come up with the answer immediately, which is the problem you solve, and you know, um, let's say for Cass, you know, helping women have epic relationships, may maybe they don't even understand what's going on. Like it's too, the, the gap is too far. Um, it's 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 very difficult for them to really comprehend what's uh, what's going on because they are in a different place here, and you need to move them to a, a different place, like a, a future place, a bit further down the track. And because you suffer from the curse of the expert and this eagle view, you see exactly what's going on. For for example, if you help entrepreneurs or thought leaders write book in order to really position them on the top of their field, like the, the supra expert. You have a meeting with one of the thought leaders that is a bit quiet. You know that if that person writes a book, their positioning will change like overnight. So you say, well, what you need to do is write a book and market that book. But for the person, it's like, well, I don't, I don't understand where he's coming from. Like, like the, the, the gap is too big and they don't understand the process and, and why you came up to that um, conclusion. So it's a bit, what, what you need to do is talk diagnostic. And, and um, a kind of trivial example of that is, let's say you go to the doctor, you sit in front of the doctor, and the doctor have one look at you, ask you maybe one question, like, what's your name? And then they would just say, okay, I got it. You need to take that medication, one in the morning, one in the afternoon for three weeks, and you'll be good to go. And you would just look at the doctor. It's like, what are you talking about? You haven't asked any idea. What's going on? He said, no, trust me, I'm the doctor here. I know what I'm doing. You just take that medication and you'll be fine. You wouldn't come back to that doctor because you said, well, I don't trust. I don't, I have no idea where this result 
is coming from. And that's that's very often what we do when we are consultants or when we sell a product out there. It's like we we came up with a solution and we don't do the diagnostic properly. So we need to move from this doctor who gives you the pill to this doctor that you probably all know who's quite famous. And Dr. House is very famous because he's very good at putting a diagnostic together. That's his core strength. So he can think things through and make the proper diagnostic so that people resonate with it. And then once they resonate with that, then the team and the rest is just, is just technical stuff. And that's what you do, technical stuff. You know, you just put your knowledge out there. And because you're good and you're expert, you know, you're just going to succeed. So I invite you to maybe a bit more like uh, Dr. House and do the diagnostic a bit, a bit better. So um, very often, as I said, we, <clears throat> we, we tend to present a solution when we meet clients and we tend to say, okay, this is what you need. And this is what I sell. That's a good coincidence and, and move from that. So you need to step back from that and you need to step back to what's the gap where is the client today and where they need to be in the future? And if you step back even uh, once more, then you need to look at the symptoms that the client is currently experiencing. So um, if I come back to the example of the, the thought leader, let's say there's a thought leader out there that has an um, a, a issue with positioning they feel that they're part of the global marketplace, although they have this deep knowledge of the industry. And you know that writing a book will be the number one thing that would move them from being in a crowd, from being the expert of the experts. You need to tap into the symptom that they're experiencing. And the symptom could be um, you publish content that is similar to other people. Um, you haven't put any personal thought out there that are really contrarian, maybe. So you need to look at, at what's happening in their world and then move them from their positioning to the gap they're experiencing and to the future place they could be in. So now, um, now that we talked about the, the, the symptoms, I'd like you to reflect for maybe a minute about the symptoms that your clients are experiencing. And I'm going to leave you maybe a minute with this. And if you want to tap something in the chat, please, by all means, you can share that with me. And I'll go back to the chat window. Where is it? So do you have a sense of what type of symptoms your clients are experiencing? I need to find over here. Okay, good. Fantastic, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Insecurity about AI. Yeah, yeah, that's a panic symptom lately. <laughs> uh, overwhelm when favors crisis. 
patient we hospitalized with due to infection. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now that you, thank you for sharing that. Now that you have answered this, um, I'd like you to maybe re-describe the problem you solve using the symptom that you have identified. So, and, and you don't need to do that now. You could do that now, of course. I'm, I'll be very happy to have a look at that with you. Um, but I'd like you to make the link between the symptom. Yeah, so Cass. Yeah. So if I take your example, Cass, like live on, you know, um, you could, the symptom is to, for women to be alone and her desire is to have an epic relationship. So you can have some marketing material that start with, you know, do you feel alone? We can help you build an epic relationship. And it's quite different from, we can help you build an epic relationship. I think you, do you, do you get the, the gap here that I'm trying to, to close? So I can't see any other answers at that stage, but that's okay. But yeah, I would just, I would like to invite you to maybe have a list of the symptoms that your clients are experiencing and link that with the product or service that you are selling. <clears throat> and we're going to conclude on that. So it's, as I said, that was a rather short presentation today. Um, but I just want to uh, talk about one product that we are currently uh, developing. For the last um, couple of years with a, a client of mine, we've been developing a new bike seat. Well, thank you, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just wanted to um, <clears throat> talk about that product. So I can't disclose exactly what it is because of IP. Um, the patent is currently being written, so I can't talk much about that. But um, the client uh, met me a couple of years ago with uh, a dynamic bike seat. And, and we, we've been working on that and the, the mechanism and everything. So that's like the, the technical stuff. But the key is not so much the technical stuff. The key is how do, how do we present that to the market? So if you present that to the market saying, oh, we have a new disruptive bike saddle, um, some people may be excited, like all the early adopters and innovators, they may be really excited, but a lot of people will be scared. Like, you know, they want the traditional stuff. They want something that is proven and everything. So in terms of marketing, we've been trying to redefine what problem do we solve? And in our case, it's quite simple. And I can ask you, you, you can unmute yourself and, and shout, you know, but have you ever experienced a butt pain when you're riding your bike? Does riding your bike hurt your bum? That's the question. And you can- Absolutely. Absolutely, okay. So that's where, thank you. Yeah, Chris, thank you too. Thank you, Dave. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the key. So now that we have that, and that's a problem we solve, we solve the, the problem of the pain in the ass when riding your bike, that's a problem we solve. But we start with a symptom. And because we start with a symptom, people can relate to that. And because now people can relate, we can move them to you know, the gap that exists in the market. 
because it makes sense. Now we can talk about the gap and we can talk about the solution because the solution makes sense now that we have explained the gap. So I'm sharing this not because I want to show up any product or anything. I'm just sharing it because it's just an example on how you use the symptoms when you um, talk about you the problem you solve and everything. The last bit I want to share uh, with you, I'm going to conclude on that, is if you really work on the symptoms and you listen to your clients and have interviews and everything, then you're going to be more able to be innovative and provide them with the proper solution that they really seek. That's the other uh, flip of the coin. So I will invite you to do two things after this, um, um, this presentation, is really try to list all the symptoms that your clients are experiencing and also talk to your client to see if they really experience that. That's one thing. And the second thing if, is that the wording they, they use. Because you can talk about the same thing with different words. And if you use your client words, you're more likely to have their attention. So that's that's quite some, um, yeah, that's quite an important point. Um, so yeah, list the symptoms. And then once you have that, try to find, okay, what's the product that I know how to do, but I don't have that as a proper product or standalone product yet, that I could offer in the near future and that we part of a new innovative offer. And that's all I wanted to share today. So I want to thank you for your participation and thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you, Philippe. Short and powerful, I have to say, and um, quite insightful as well. I mean, um, I've never really thought of making a list of the products and how we can solve the symptoms. So that's very, very cool. Awesome. Um, Thank you for everyone joining in. I hope you guys have a great week ahead. And in the posts that I've, I've put through on, on our Facebook groups and the emails that I've gone through, if you guys want to have a look at Philippe's profile, you'll find all the information and details there. Have a great week ahead. And thank you, Philippe. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for your time today. Cheers. <laughs>